Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, A Crisis in Identity. And our text is 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, the 12th through the 14th verses. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. I don't know how all of you analyze all that's been going on in recent months in this country with the terrorist attacks and the mass shootings and just the crisis in the judicial system, not to mention the overall ineffectiveness of our government leaders, But it's clear to me that everything seems to be changing. There's been a shift in the way the country works. Hit with new challenges and confronted with new limits, the powers that be find themselves in an increasingly contentious debate over how to respond to new kinds of conflict. And history will no doubt label this as an era of change, of fear, of paralysis, The deeper truth about these times is we are struggling trying to figure out just who we are and what we are as a country. The terrorist attacks, the debate over immigration, criminal justice, the environment, more versus less government points to a crisis of national identity. Just who are we as America? Well, we in the body of Christ are in no less a contentious battle. We are called to spiritual living, and during these difficult and fearful times, that is more challenging than ever. That's why it's always good to remind ourselves of our distinctiveness, our particularity. It is the best way to avoid a crisis of identity. There is a word from the Lord today, 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, the 12th verse through the 14th verse. We have not received the spirit of the world but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The Apostle Paul, in writing to the church in Corinth, is is trying to reach believers there who are struggling with their identity. Surrounded by corruption and every conceivable sin, They are confused over their roles in the church and in the world. Instead of standing firm and being what they're called to be, spiritual people, they're slipping. So there are divisions in the church. People are not stepping up to the plate, doing what should be done. People are acting in the church just as people act in the world. That's a problem. Paul lays out this reminder to the church that says you're not of the world. You have been made a new creation in Christ, and so you can do better than the world does. And you are equipped with someone the world doesn't have, the Holy Spirit. You have a power source for living the life God calls you to live, 
a unique, divine, supernatural power source that will give you everything you need for the spiritual life. There's a lovely saying that I remember from my childhood is, we are spiritual beings living in a material world. I like that saying, but it does not say enough. I think we have to flesh that out a bit. Now, there are many ways of understanding it, but the one that works for me, when God breathed into Adam the breath of life, Adam became a living being with a body, a natural man of the earth, a flesh, a consciousness of self, a soul, the seat of will, emotions, choices, and and decisions, and a God consciousness, a spirit. When Adam sinned, when he fell, his spirit died and his soul got sick. In the words of Pastor Tony Evans, scarred and contaminated by sin. And that's what's been passed on to us. The only way for that soul to heal is a rebirth and a growth of the Spirit through the Holy Spirit. God has set this up perfectly. That we can be born again, that's where that phrase comes from, in the Spirit. Not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. And just as Elijah learned that God is not always in the wind or the earthquake or the fire, we need to remember that the Spirit doesn't move the same every time. The voice of the Spirit can be as loud as a hurricane blowing into your life or as gentle as a summer breeze, so gentle that you might miss it unless you are in complete fellowship and oneness with God. That's what makes us spiritual, our connection to God's Spirit. We are not spiritual because we read self-help books or we've watched Oprah or we do yoga. We are spiritual because of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I think that should be our best-known identity as Christians, spiritual people. Now, I'm not saying that we don't need doctrine and we don't need rules and we don't need denominations. I'm not against any of that. But I want my chief association to be with Jesus. That is what makes me not religious, but spiritual. Remember when Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well and they had this rather involved conversation about worship? Jesus explained everything so profound in its simplicity, we may miss it. He said God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. I don't think we have to think of it any more complicated a term than the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is a living being, not an inanimate object, not impersonal. We don't have to see him to know him. We don't have to know the exact theological or metaphysical breakdown of of the Trinity. All we really need to know is the Holy Spirit is here for us, a Spirit that protects us, that teaches us, comforts us, counsels us, encourages us, advocates for us, and empowers us. You know, so many people I talked with about the Holy Spirit kind of are removed from the reality of it, from the truth of it. And it's more of a a concept, an idea. But Jesus offered us the Holy Spirit to help us. And the Holy Spirit offers us the fruit of love, joy, peace, Patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, and self-control. Our relationship and communion with God does not depend on external things. 
We don't have to be in just the right church with just the right doctrine. We don't have to be a certain race or height or economic status. We don't have to be in a certain place. Our communion with God is in the spiritual realm. And we must worship God there in spirit and in truth. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. Now, we all know that Jesus Christ is the truth. John 14, 6, I am the truth, the way, and the life. No one can get to the Father except through me. I can think of no greater access to the truth than through the Word of God. Reading the Word, meditating on the Word, discerning its message, fellowshipping around the Word. We are also people of the Word, people of the Spirit and people of the Word. In order to get to know the person and work of Jesus Christ, we must know the story. You see, you have to know the Word. You have to know what this is all about. We must know the meaning of the story, and we must be in the spirit of the story. The Word of God is alive and active, penetrating, judging the thoughts and attitude of the heart. When you read the Word of God, you're not just reading a good book or a good story or something familiar. This is interactive work because the spirit is a part of this process, and so the the Word will speak to you. in in amazing ways. That's why you can read a text several different times and come up with several different messages and tones and nuances to it. Our salvation comes through Jesus Christ. We know that. But it is his word that gives us power. Karl Barth, one of Christianity's great thinkers and a man whose books fill universities and college around the world, was asked what was the greatest truth he knew. Now, people thought he was going to come up with some convoluted doctrine of of the Trinity or talk about atonement or talk about all the many parts of, of our faith. But his answer was simple. He said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. The word of God is how we can grow in the spirit. But knowing the truth is just one part of this identity. We must live out what we know. And therein lies a big rub. (laughs) We have spirits, but they are hampered because of our sin-scarred souls, and that affects what we do. You see, the Holy Spirit only works when you utilize his power. I have one of those big-time credit cards with many benefits that will allow you to purchase all kinds of things. You can get tickets to plays. You can get upgraded to first class on the planes. You can even pay your utilities with these points you get with this credit card. But you have to know how to access that. And as children of God, we have many privileges in the Holy Spirit, but we have to know how to access it. We simply have to draw on the Spirit. The spiritual person draws on the power of the Holy Spirit. You ask for the power of the Holy Spirit. You ask the Holy Spirit to help you with things. You talk to the Holy Spirit. You see, God is not only present in our life, he is preeminent in our life when we abide in God. Jesus can preside over your life, 
but you have to utilize the Holy Spirit. When I started riding a bike, I was so excited about the fact that I had a bike, I resisted the idea of improving my skills. I was just glad to be on the bike. But there is always more you can learn about riding a bike. There is always more you can learn about God. My prayer for you today is that you will grow spiritually in the spirit of God and that your identity will be solid, not just for you, which is very important, but for the world to see. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. And remember, our summer Sunday worship schedule, which is in effect right now, is at 10 o'clock. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116.